What's the what's the I old adage too. they would they would say to kids like don't don't wh- shit where you eat? Well, that, that that is one of them. That wasn't where I was going, but I don't know where what they is the say old adage? Uh, where they say you you don't want to eat, uh, you know, before you before at, you go swim. Isn't it like 20, oh yeah, thirty, 30 minutes? minutes before you swim? Right? Isn't that a thing? See, so I that's think that's a thing. BS. Probably. Right. <laughs> well, see, that's a perfect example of of some stupid rule that right. quote unquote science proved. I don't know who did science prove that, or did someone's uh, mom say that uh, two hundred years ago and it's right. stuck. It's stuck. That's, <laughs> that's the thing, man. There's a lot of stuff that who knows how much that we that we consider normal mm-hmm. that is just something that people decided hundreds of years ago that was normal, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I guess that would just make what is normal, Chad? You know. I, it's a good question. <laughs> We're getting off the philosophical here. Speaking Jared. of which, mm-hmm. did you hear that about the uh, that the uh, Washington uh, has Washington football team? Yes. Right. Oh man, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely have you seen? Ridiculous. There's this one. Um, I, I saw this on Twitter. There's this one guy that's like, I think they should just stick to it. <laughs> it was generally right. Allowed. I, I, I need to. I don't even remember where you, I saw. You know this. what's funny though is is I saw a couple people online. I think maybe oh, even on is. Twitter that said, well. Well, their argument is there are a lot of soccer clubs that are that are you know that that city and then football club. Yeah. So you know what I mean. The 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 jersey's just all white. And it's that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's Washington, Washington football, football team, team just in normal print. It like Ariel, a Washington football team, brought to you by Washington Football. And it's just look at the jersey. Like it's <laughs> just a plain white jersey. That looks like something you'd see in like a practice jersey for like a high school team yeah. or something. Oh, that is great. And this that's is the logo, funny. just a yeah, just white and says Washington Football. Team. Just a white pr- background with in black lettering what would be even funnier to see that would be if all those fonts were comic sans <laughs> that, which is no, like this that, childish that would just be trolling that's then true, that's just that's straight true. up trolling i think this is brilliant though and you know what honestly i think most mascots are kind of stupid i think the idea yeah, of mascots is kind of stupid are we the only country that really does mascots like we do I mean, we can't be no no like Bi- Bayern munich has like the bear Dude. i forget its name yeah so <laughs> we were watching Formula, we watched one. Formula One. Are there some mascots for Formula there's One? There's one that I can think of, and this is okay. in Mexico. We were watching this last year, and um, during like the winning celebration, look at that big insect on. The, is that a grasshopper on the? Yeah, that's a grasshopper. Wow, that thing's mm-hmm. large, big boy. Um, anyway, so we were watching. Um, so we were watching like the uh, the winning the winning sort of celebration where they're all on the podium and stuff, and there is this sort of I guess you call him a mascot. He he wears this like a racing suit and he's like, but he's like a fun guy. He's like dancing and around, he's getting probably. into pictures, taking okay. selfies with people. So he's on the podium w- with the winners, like in v- Sebastian Vettel's face, who I think might have been first that race, and. Uh, <laughs> When they were like taking pictures with all the people that were on the podiums, there's a shot of Sylvester Vettel pushing him out of the, <laughs> out of the picture. The, the mascot. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. That's great. And it's just like this guy like running around, and I I, I remember we were watching. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Right. Get out of here! Honestly, I, no one cares about actually, you. Actually, Jared, I would argue, but mascots... apparently he's like very well known if you're right. a Mexican. Okay. Formula One fan, or if you you know pay attention. But see, that's the thing. I think mascots actually 
are more international than we than we would think. Mm. You know, I I think yeah, it's huge in America for sure, and I think we probably have the biggest amount of mascots probably. Right. Like, I can't imagine. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know the most mascots per capita. Right. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you know, with all well, first of all, because we have school sports. Every school has a mascot. Oh right. Every yeah. college, every university has some mm-hmm. type of mascot, and they probably have numerous sports teams mm-hmm. right and there's so many colleges that we don't even really know about right right d3 private yeah. colleges private colleges religious colleges all mm-hmm. sorts of different ones but my, my point is i remember too in the czech republic um pirati homutov which was the ho- local hockey team oh, right. in my town they had this creepy looking mascot you know mm. i forget the the uh, guy's name but it, it had a had an it was like pick i think it was like picarun or something was the mascot's name um i think I think it would be brilliant for Washington, and this is apparently Washington football team is their name on inst- on uh, like their social media now. But apparently, that's the interim name until they think they of, think of an actual name. Right. But I really think it would be great if they just stuck with Washington football team. Yeah. The it, football team. It sets them apart. <laughs> it sets them apart in a way. It's kind of funny. You know, every other team's like the Detroit Lions, Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Washington football team. And their home jerseys would be just be those plain white ones with black right. lettering. And then the away, the away ones would just ones be would the black opposite. White ones. Yeah. Black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, dude, to make it even more boring, you have one that's... Uh, that's white and black, and then you have one that's either brown or gray. <laughs> Just like gray, like an ugly kind of monotone gray. Like that old, like kind of old dad, uh, see, like workout shirt, I, I, sweater, gray. You know what I'm I'd talking get on, about. I get on board with gray, not brown. Brown's almost yeah. a little too interesting. Too much, yeah. yeah. Gray, though, that old, that would yes. be funny. <laughs> Washington football team, that is just hilarious, though. Uh, yeah. That's too funny. And, and I mean, do th- I guess, do they need a mascot? Would would they need a mascot still, you, you, or would they? Yes, or, or you would, would have he, a mascot. Washington football team, listen up right now. Part of I'm the joke is you. not foregoing the mascot, right? Well, he, here's our mascot, dude. Okay, okay. So they're the Washington football team. What's your mascot going to be? It's going to be a football, some type of a football. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Character, you know, you have a goofy football with eyes. There you go. You know, and little little goofy arms with some <laughs> gloves. You know, boom. Washington football team, get at us untranslatablepodcast at gmail uh, we'll give you some great mascot ideas. You, you know who does uh, this is things like this is what reminds me that I need my drop. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. Um, we 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 just kind of got into it today, Jared. You, you know, know who does mascots well, even though I still don't like the I, I I don't dislike mascots. I just don't think they're as necessary as I feel like people make them seem like. Right. Like and especially like these racist ones that people are getting rid of. People seem way too connected to these characters. Right. Yeah, who cares? Like Washington <laughs> yeah. Washington Redskins, who cares? It's like, the same team. Yeah. And it's like teams change all the time also. Right. Uh and you don't own them. Right. Anyway. Like fun fun fact, Michigan State University used to be called, do you know? The Michigan N words? Michigan <laughs> no, okay. no, Michigan Agricultural College. So they were MAC. That Michigan, that, that's Michigan State, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did know yeah, that. Yeah, Michigan actually. Agricultural College. And so they changed their name, right? To I didn't know State. the name yeah. was changed. I knew they were known for, I knew they had a very but good But I think they also had a different project, uh, right. program, and they're known for it. Right, but they also had a, their mascot, I think, was the Aggies for agriculture. And I don't even know oh. what it was. Who knows? It could have been a piece of corn with a smiley face. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you trying to say? I don't even remember now. You were well, talking about mascots and and. Oh, you yeah. know who does mascots well? Yeah, who? And I don't. Uh, is Philadelphia? 
Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia. No, not the Eagles. They have the um, the Flyers has Gritty. Remember Gritty? Oh the new, God, yeah, Gritty the new is one. A goofy looking. And thing. then the the their their baseball team. What's their baseball team called? Philadelphia. The six, not the Sixers. The uh, what's their baseball team? What called? is Philadelphia's baseball team? This is embarrassing. We should know this. F- Phillies, the Phillies, man. Oh Philadelphia yeah, the Phillies. Phillies, which is a cool name. Their mascot is the fanatic, which is just that this ridiculous weird, yeah, sort of it's character. Gr- it's he's green, gritty esque. Right? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they hired the same dude, <laughs> the same person to, uh, the same guy that, to do that. The same guy that get, did like the first Spy Kids or something. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, that 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 seems rather With those fitting. Those Googlies or whatever they were called. Yeah, those. Dude, weird, those things used to yeah. creep me out. They're, they're kind of weird looking. Yeah, yeah. But I did yeah. love that movie. Uh, yeah, the Phillies. Shout out to Spy Kids. Right, the Phillies. Speaking of shout outs, let's let's get into some shout outs. Why don't we? Also follow us on uh, on uh, Untranslatable Podcast. Absolutely, Instagram, you absolutely. Know, all that stuff. All right, so this is a crazy story, Jared. So uh, there was an apartment fire in France, uh, and this was in Grenoble. Uh, and there were uh, two children that were in a three-story apartment that caught fire. And uh, there were a bunch of people, um, just people in the public, uh, who uh, stood below the apartment and caught these two children from a three-story fall. Wow. So I think this is a, a crazy story. So here we go. So two young brothers have been saved from an apartment. And this is uh, from The Guardian, by the way, uh, if you're curious. Two young brothers have been saved from an apartment fire in the French city of Grenoble after dropping about 10 meters, which is 33 feet for all of our Americans out there. I mean, 33 feet is definitely enough to kill you, I would say. Ha, who are these people that caught them? Were they like some strong men? I, 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 no, I think these were just, it seems like they were just bystanders, I think. Would you volunteer yourself up to be like... If no one else was that was was stepping up to the plate, would you be like, "I'll do it. I'll I'll catch you." See, see, that's throw a, your kid at me. So, so see, that's that's <laughs> the thing, Jared. I think a from lot the of, third story, that's high. That's high up. Here's here's the thing. I think a lot. I wouldn't of, jump out of that. Right. Here, here's the thing. I guess I probably would if there was a fire. But. Right. Well, the the thing is, Jared. I think a lot of people have have a knee jerk reaction to say, "Oh yeah, of course I would do it." You know, it's very easy to 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 make the, yeah. the tough guy macho. I feel like my knee jerk is, "Of course I wouldn't." <laughs> I. My mine is I don't know. Sure, that's true. You know, I, also who be, else is there? Right, but I think if there's enough people, I would be happy to be one of those many people and we, to like, try to arms. yeah, and try yeah. to catch the catch the children. Yeah, um, but I think this is amazing. You know, and these people are risking their their health and their lives too. Obviously, in France, it's probably I bet you the laws are different. But I know in the U.S., if you try to help somebody and they get injured, mm. they can take you to court. And yeah. I'm not saying they'll necessarily always win, but that's going to cause you. And I'm not saying people shouldn't help people. That's not my message here. But I'm saying that's why. <laughs> that's why some Americans think twice about it, and it's a shame. I guess it so. really is a shame because you've heard stories, you know, horror stories of people trying to resuscitate someone, and then you know you can break somebody's rib if you're yeah. trying to resuscitate. It's them. also kind of like the same thing as people being like afraid to call nine one one because it's like, I mean, there's they're like, I need help, but I'm also afraid to escalate it to where I think, right. you know, they could take it. You well, know? and the sad thing is too, the sad reality about calling nine one one in the States uh, or, or calling an emergency right. vehicle is it's expensive if you don't have insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure with my current health coverage, if I, if someone called an ambulance for me, I bet you I would have to pay for the majority of it. Mm. That's going to be easily over $1,000. And a lot of people don't just have a thousand dollars sitting around to just throw away for an ambulance ride. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's too bad. But anyways, back to our story, our, our shout out. Um, that happened in the U.S. too. A couple, uh, 
uh, during this pandemic at some point, I believe. I don't remember exactly where it was. There was a burning building. People yeah, caught, that's awesome. There was. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Did you Did you see in Detroit this happened? The woman that uh, lit uh, the car on fire. Oh my gosh! And it that blew is such up. a crazy video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that video is like it, it, the the explosion almost kind of looked cartoonish in it the did. way she blew. She back. blew back. I'm yeah. surprised how quickly she just got up. Me too. I I wonder what kind of long lasting health effects she might because. Oh, I saw a picture of her. Uh, she the burns actually didn't look that bad, but it, she it seemed like she you can get a concussion from burns something are like painful that though, man. I mean, even even minuscule bur- I burn. Getting burned is a different kind of sensation. That's true. I think than any any other type of pain I've personally experienced. I've that's true. I have an aloe plant in my house. Mm-hmm. Works Ooh. wonders. Yep, yep. I have some aloe stuff for sunburns and other yeah types of burns as well. But yeah, that's that's that video though about that woman who d- did that was crazy. Yeah, what what she does for our listeners out there who are, who haven't seen the video. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably have seen. It. I've seen it <laughs> quite a few times on different people know, social claim media sites. It's some sort of revenge or right, something. Right. Right. So it's this woman who I believe it's a woman, right? It yes, looks it like is. a woman. Yeah. Uh, she is pouring gasoline into a black Jeep, I think. Yeah, right? Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah, it looks like a nice Jeep. Um, yeah, it does. And uh, and and she and I think she throws a Zippo in there or she throws a match or some sort throws, of fire, yeah. yeah. And, and then she throws it, and then you just see her head go back, and doesn't does she hit the car behind? The yeah, car she like next she like gets blown into the car behind. Her. Right, and she falls to the ground, and then she gets up, uh, and then she yeah. she starts to walk away, and then and she, she runs back and grabs the gas can, yeah, and keeps going. <laughs> At um, least she remembered. I mean, it is kind of impressive that she had the wherewithal to remember to get the uh, evidence. Because I oh, feel like because clearly she was probably out of it. And then after they showed a picture of the car, and it was ooh, it was uh, I mean oh, obviously man. it was toasted. That, that's terrible though. But I also wonder though too. Doesn't she? She could probably face some serious criminal charges, right? Oh, she. That, that's the. There's an article. I mean, I don't have it up, but there's an article that she did. They found her, and she. Uh, of course, they found her. I she, mean, <laughs> how how stupid are some people, Jared? Like, how can you? So, sorry to be so negative during our shout out segment here, Jared. But you know, I mean, I'm with you. Right. Just the just there's the the thought process. I'm like, there's no thought process here. Right. And and what what good that does is that real, actually do? I know. I know. Like. You know, I understand being upset with people, being angry with people. We've all been there. But lighting up Tell someone's Chad. car on fire <laughs> is a bad idea. And you know, you know, <laughs> nowadays there are going to be cameras. Especially You're gonna if get you caught. don't know how to do it. Clearly right. you don't know how to do right. it. Too. And, and she did it. Not, not that I'm advocating that anyone does this, but she did it in broad daylight. <laughs> not wearing any type of, you know, like no facial nothing. I mean, she had a, her hood up. Did Oh, that's true. I guess the blowback, I think, blew the hood off. Oh, did it? it? I, think <laughs> I didn't so. even notice that. Because I thought I remember seeing like her hair tied up. Oh, okay. I don't remember maybe, now. Maybe. But, yeah, okay. Um, okay. Our, our it was really kind of shocking the yeah. first time you see it. Then you got to see it like six more times. Right. But it was really shocking. I was like, oh my gosh. Right. That's like I, a movie. Some of those, <laughs> I love some of those videos. There's a video on YouTube of uh, Seth Rogen on Eric Andre's show. That show is just ridiculous. Hannibal Burris, are you a fan of Hannibal Burris, or is he not really your cup of tea? I used to, no, I like him. I I um I haven't lit wa- list, Excuse me, I haven't watched any of his stand up recently because he just came out with a new special. Actually, I, I think, think it's on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I um I used to like his podcast, but he doesn't really do it anymore. Right, but, he was on um, Joe Rogan. That was a, a good. Yeah, good yeah, I always enjoy listening to him. Did you see his jacket? Yeah, his jacket was well because was fly. he well he was wearing that because he he's he said he's considering moving to uh, I believe it was Ghana. Right, because they they have some sort of uh, program where they uh, they make it easy for Black Americans to come in. 
That's not cool. easy, but they like uh, maybe it is easier. I would say. right. Sure, like they provide a path. Out. That's, right. A lot of countries have done that for yeah, yeah different you know ethnic you know people. Well, I like know, European Germany, countries did, have done yeah. that for a while because yeah. I know in in like in Ireland it's super easy to or like if you even if you have any sort of Irish family and you're American it's pretty easy to get an Irish passport. Is it okay? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I got some. Well, I actually, I don't have very much Irish blood. I got do, more do, Scottish do, blood. Is that where is that where you you're from? Most of your family, Scotland. On my mom's side, a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is uh, Bowsley Scottish? No, that, it used to be French. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, dropping the last name on the podcast, Jared. I don't <laughs> think we've ever. I don't think I've ever dropped your last name, have I? Um, I I, pro- I, I feel pro- so naked. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I feel I I feel like we we probably have, but now that you put it that put it that way, I feel so like uh, like I broke some some rule you broke that we have. All the rules, Jared. The unspoken. <laughs> no. Um, what what were we talking about though before all this? We've gone off on numerous. I don't know. Oh, Eric Andre show. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that video of that of that woman that that exploding when yeah. she was lighting her. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so. Anyways, it's the whole point of me mentioning the Eric Andre show was that um, there's a there's a, a scene where Seth Rogen uh, he goes. So can I plug my show? Like you know, that's why mm-hmm. celebrities go on talk shows. You know, they have a new movie, a new book. They want to talk about it. They want to plug it. You mm-hmm. know. And, and so Eric Andre goes, all right, time for the Velcro, Velcro stunt. And and so he puts on this Velcro suit and he's supposed to run and jump and, you know, be stuck on this board. Right. And, and, and Seth Rogen's like, didn't Letterman do this or something? And anyways, what's so funny about it, though, is, is he, he puts on the Velcro suit and he runs and he jumps on the little trampoline and he goes to stick on the suit. And obviously, there's nothing behind it, so he just falls. Oh, no. And and the first time I saw it, it was one of those things where I saw it. And I'm like, oh my god, like what? You know, you, like makes you jump <laughs> oh, a little no. bit. But then, like you know, I watched it a couple of times, and then I'm just cracking up. Did did um what did did it like look painful? Did, I mean, with I, Seth Rogen, I'm how did he respond? I'm to sure that? it probably hurt a little bit. <clears throat> well, after he after he fell, he like gets up, and Eric Andre like gets up. He's like, oh my god, are you all right? And <laughs> oh, it, like goes gosh. to commercial, of course. <laughs> but that's like the thing that's with great. that kind that's, of comedy. That, yeah. I was gonna say that is hot. That was that is great comedy though. That yeah. is hilarious. Which is like I think Joe Rogan even reposted the the video of that woman that lit the car on fire. Yeah, well, I mean that's yeah. that's that's, that's the same concept essentially. Right. Why everyone gets so much in a weird way, sort of sick joy out of watching a woman explode. Sure. sure. Uh, also. Because, well, she doesn't explode. But she, well, that's true. Also because <laughs> that would be terrible. You're blown back watch. by an explosion. Right. Also because um, it is sort of like a like a uh, not a you deserve it. I hate to say you deserve it, mm-hmm. but it's like you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely not. <clears throat> well, Jared. Uh, yes. You, anyway, shout out to all the people who helped those two boys though um, out of that building. We went off on quite a Bet few you. tangents, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I think you know what time it is, Jared. I do. I do. That's right, people. It is time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, phrases, axioms, adverbs uh, that are not easily translated into English on a one-to-one basis, meaning mm-hmm. you can't word-for-word word translate it. Um, and I'm going to start us off today, Jared, because I have uh, some interesting uh, Argentinian ones, but I also have a German one that I want to give you first today. I'm going to scoot this over so we know Jared's not peeking. Uh, yeah, here we go. you have the old person size. Font. That is true. Your, that is your true. font is huge. It's it looks gigantic. like my dad's cell phone. It's because I'm sitting back here. I'm <laughs> relaxing with you, Jared. You know, I don't want to have to, you know, squint to read it. So here we go. V uh, seine Westentasche kennen. How you know your something bag? The, uh, Tasha can also be pocket. Oh, pocket. How you know your something pocket? Your, your, 
I guess if you literally translate it, it would be uh, your, I think your vest pocket, but I think it's actually your jacket pocket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, no, like, you know, it like the back of your hands. Ding, ding, ding. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, okay. very good. Okay. Yep. I wasn't prepared because I never, I'm never right. I'm never right. I wasn't prepared. Now, in, um, my first one is uh, Cantonese, and I don't need to pull it close because mine is professional level font. Actually, the f- the font of someone that uh, has proper prescription glasses. Actually, it is kind of far away. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's Cantonese. Uh, where do they speak Cantonese? Generally, southern parts of China. Uh, I believe also Hong Taiwan Kong? and Hong Kong. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pro- and probably also Macau. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know much about Macau, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that. We can we could do an episode <coughs> at some point. Macau's a place I've always wanted to visit. You know a lot about Macau? Uh, a little bit. I almost took a job there two years ago. Okay, so I, I know bits and pieces. Anyways, what's your Cantonese? Where is Macau? Uh, Macau is in the um, southern part. Uh, it's a um, it, you have to take a ferry to get there. So I believe is it like an island of some sort? Yeah, I believe you. Uh, I don't remember if you go through Hong Kong or how you get there, but I think you have to go. Uh, Hong Kong. It's and like Hong off Kong. the the bottom of yeah. China. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad's uh, dog Prudy had to find the optimal lying down position. That's true. She probably got hot laying yeah. in the sun. Uh, my first Cantonese untranslatable is Guai Am Nigan Nigan N G A dash a h n how do you how would you say that n g a with a little accent a h n probably hmm. i think the accent's probably a tone so right. it's a falling tone uh, and falling Nigan. tones that that was actually rising so here's here, here's the here's the issue with when you try to pronounce <laughs> tones and i've learned this i have no idea I've, what i'm talking about Let's well, well <laughs> not only that no just kidding um no, the thing with tones is when, and I noticed I was doing this in China, so this is how I know about this, Jared. Okay. So when you ask someone about a word you're saying, usually in English we raise our voice, right? So if you don't know a word, you're like, mm. oh, oh, tomato, right? right? You raise it. That's but, our question. Right. But, but if you tone. raise it, then you're, ra- you're speaking a raising tone. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. So you have to, so what was it again? It was N-G-A with a f- falling tone, A-H-N. Yep. Okay. So two A's in there, and, and uh-huh. the second one's just a normal A. The first one has the falling, falling tone. And the, wait, the falling means that it's it goes. So I would say nagan, nagan, nagan. Okay, a ghost covers one's eyes. Ghost covers one's. There are actually eyes. a couple meanings to this, I, but they're all kind of similar. I have to say, I love this one because it is. I always love the untranslatables you bring, Jared. That that provoke a lot of imagery. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I have a whole list of these Cantonese ones Ooh. that I'm going to keep coming back to Good. because. I Good. like, there are a lot of great ones. I'm sure there are. They're actually, it's funny that you say imagery, because um, uh, think about, let's talk about, but let me, I just want to show you this site, mm-hmm. okay. because even the site has like little pictures next to next to all okay. of the untranslatables, and they're so nice to look at. I was, found myself just scrolling through Are they like animated, of, or are they like old-fashioned? Um, I think they're like old-fashioned. I don't remember, oh, actually. Oh, cool. cool. And, and, and we'll see. But anyway. I've seen a couple uh, sites for Chinese idioms um, that were... That also had that old drawing. You know, they'll have a drawing that accompanies the meaning of it. I remember. I feel like the colors were more modern, but the okay. imagery was more sort of old-fashioned. Okay. I don't know. We'll Maybe, see in a second. Yeah. My computer's slow as fuck, so let's first right. focus on the. Sorry for that. So that was, a ghost. A ghost. Uh, a ghost covers one's eyes. A ghost covers one's eyes. Hmm. So is this to be? Is this like a blessing in disguise? No. No. Okay. No. A 
ghost covers. Can you, all right, give me an example. So, um, hmm. Uh, um, let, uh, let, let, let's say like, um, hmm. Is it positive or negative? I'd say it's, 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 it's more, it's not negative, but it's, th- think about it. So if, so it's, if a ghost is covering your eyes. Is it to be fooled? To be tricked? Kind of. Okay. Um, it's, it's like you're, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, oh my gosh, to, in order to get this done, I'm going to have to do this, do this, do this, do this, and do this, and, and, and. Oh, is my it life to procrastinate? Is so, my, no, no, no. My mm. life is so terrible, but it's like, oh, you don't realize that, um, like, uh, I, I don't know. It's to fail to see something or oh, okay. it's, uh, like to fail to see something that's like right in front of you. Oh, okay. So we would say it's like right in front of your nose. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's but I feel right. like it's a little deeper than that okay. for some reason. Also, another meaning of it could be a Freudian slip. Oh, interesting. A ghost mm-hmm. is covering your eyes. Okay. And a Freudian slip, for those of you who don't know, that's when you will say, will say something that generally has some type of kind of sexual or could be a dirty meaning um you know when you oh wow sorry i'm gonna pull the old i'm showing chad the website it has all these cool little images look at that wow yeah lots of (laughs) lots with the ghost too that's funny yeah yeah i feel like these would be something you would see in like maybe a kid's a kid's book yeah yeah i can imagine that. that yeah yeah, that's cool though. <clears throat> give me, give me another Cantonese one. All right, I wasn't even planning on doing those, but I, I wasn't. I, but uh, now that I have them up, sure, I'll give you another one. Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Seong, San, Juk Hai. There's a lot of tones in here that I'm okay. definitely not. I think. Uh, I think. I think one of those words was three. No, but I like where your head's at. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, to catch crabs on a hill. To catch crabs on a hill. Oh, wait. Or is it... Oh, there's... Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But there's also... Now it says nan song nan. Maybe there are two different ways you could say it. Could be. I wonder if one of them is... Maybe one of them's Cantonese. Could one of them be Mandarin? Um, maybe. that That could be it. That could be it. Okay. I could imagine that. Uh, and you said, what is it to catch crabs on a hill? Yes. Oh, is it? Hmm. I mean, wh- why would crabs be on a hill? <laughs> they should be in the ocean, right? Why are crabs on a hill? Why? Are there not mountain crabs? Do those not exist? Are there? I don't think <clears throat> so. Are there? I don't know. That, that, honestly, that sounds kind of terrifying, bro. <laughs> mountain crabs? Crabs are are, oh. are the most, like... Like they, not the most harmless, but they're like for for how sort of intimidating they look, they're pretty harmless. That's true. Although I feel like they big ones might be able to do some damage with those pinchers, couldn't they? Maybe. Are there are there are there? I haven't seen. An, I'm not a crab expert. I know it's hard <laughs> to believe. But um, okay. So crab. So, so crabs to catch hill. crabs on a hill. Is it like so? If they're something not, unexpected, I don't know. So if so, if you imagine there are not crabs on a hill. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How, how would you rate the? Uh, how would you rate the? How, what what? How would the? Ta- how how would you rate the task on a difficulty scale? Oh, it's impo- something's impossible. Yeah, difficult, hard, uh, oh, harder than hard, almost yeah. impossible. I like that one. Catch crabs on a hill. Yeah, yeah that's what do you a good do? one. Catch crabs on a hill. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's more work. Yeah, and that they makes have sense. this great picture of this giant, uh, actually, of the, gigantic what, the, crab. Your your fear that you oh, were yep. envisioning. Yep. <laughs> yep. See, that's a why. giant crab on top of a mountain, like controlling it. Right. All right. My last one for you today, Jared, is um, Argentinian Spanish, and it is um, estar al, hor- al horno, and you could say estar al horno con papas. To, is it to have some sort of food? So to be in the oven, and you could say to be in the oven with chips. To be in the oven with chips. <laughs> oh, it's like oh, it's like you're getting me angry. Like don't get me angry. Uh, okay. I, like you're I imagine clo- you're so getting, close, getting like worked up. Okay, well, okay. And what? So I I imagine this a lot as like a, a parent. Oh boy, you getting me crispy. That's what. Uh, oh, I like it, that yeah, one. That might have to be a new one. <laughs> that might have to be a new drop right there. <laughs> Jake. Can you good. say that one more time? Oh boy. Uh, see now, I, I'm not a I'm not an actor. See now, I'm ashamed. You know. Oh boy, you making me crispy. Something like that. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Uh, I feel like this one. I picture yeah, like a mom telling her her child. You know, like like. Uh, you're you're in the oven. Oh, it's like it's like you're like you're you're like you're you're close. You're getting me close. We we have we you have, won't like me when I'm angry. We have one that has to do with water. You're uh you're like oh, like uh, not on the edge, but like uh you're, get, you're getting warm, Jared. You're getting warm. Like don't don't do you like something about going to the deep end? No, nope. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, you're in hot water. You're in hot water. Yeah, oh, like yes. you're going to be in trouble. You're in hot water. Yes. yes. But Jared, what's interesting is, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that what's, connection right there. Exactly. What's interesting though too is, um, so I guess this usually means, obviously, as I said, someone who's in trouble, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, so you could say this when, uh, for example, say you have a presentation for your work that's due tomorrow and you start doing it like 30 minutes before you have to give the presentation you could be like like oh man like i'm gonna be in the oven like like that right mm-hmm. like i'm in trouble okay. or it can be a you know when someone tells you i think at least where it's kind of like where someone says like um you know you're you're in hot water like you're in big trouble so, so it could also be used a lot in college yes and yeah. the interesting thing is i guess when you add the in addition to chips it implies the situation is worse. So not only you're in the oven, but you're in the oven with chips, which makes sense, I guess. Because think about it: if you put chips in the oven too long, what do they do? They, they burn. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a there's not a big window on that. Like right. On, on, right. So, although, right. do you ever put chips in the oven just to crisp them up a little bit? I, ha- I haven't, but I might I might need to try that. I want sometimes I realized... I'll sprinkle some cheese on some chips and throw them in the oven. Right. Or if I do like some some uh yeah, or, or even if you do like a hard shell taco, which is uh. You know, right? I realize I have one more untranslatable for us. Today okay, that I forgot about. Where is so, this coming from? So, there, uh, a friend of mine, shout out to my friend Andrea. She uh, told me about this inst- Instagram page called here. I can show you the the page shared. We can I you think, follow it? Can you just follow I th- it on I think our? We uh, follow it on our Insta. Okay, but it's called the Gringo Dictionary, which I've is kind of a plan words like Gringo, but Gringo oh. Dictionary. Um, at least that's that's the way I read it. But what it is is these are Brazilian Portuguese phrases that basically they do a Brazilian version of what we do, Jared. Which is actually I would love I'll reach out to these people. I would love to if they if I'm assuming they probably can speak English. Like the English is usually pretty quality on these posts. Um, and I wonder if we could. It'd be fun to talk to them. Um, but anyways, wow. This untranslatable Jared is um, a última bolacha uh, do bacote which means the last cookie of the package. 
the last cookie of the package mm-hmm. is that like the um I mean, when I hear that, I think like the runt of the litter. But what does that even mean? But it's the, like the you're runt always of the getting the smallest, the weakest. You're the always getting like the uh, most like insignificant, the, um, like the end piece of the of the loaf of bread. You're always right. getting like the, the short butt. Isn't that what they call it? The butt of the yeah. loaf. <laughs> you so this, I would say, is the opposite. This is the. Op- I'll give you an example, Jerry. Yeah, interesting. So, so you do it. Can you give me the literal one more time before you? Yeah, the la- to be the last cookie in the package. Okay. Yeah, the last cookie in the package. Uh, so, so for for our listeners out there who don't know, I'm doing a little free plug here for Jared's other podcast. Jared mm-hmm. does another podcast called the Millennial State of Mind podcast. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you do it with a, a friend of ours, Don. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I've actually listened to some episodes. It's a pretty good podcast. Uh, you guys cover a lot of interesting topics. But if I wanted to be the last cookie in the package. Jared, I could say, you know what, Jared, um, I want to do our podcast this way. You know what? You just go do your millennial state of mind podcast. I'm the last cookie in the package. I'll do my own podcast. Yeah, I'm the last cookie in the I'll do my own podcast. Hmm. And and I will say uh, to all of our listeners out here, I could You're not like, oh, do a podcast without uh, you. Nah. <laughs> without a doubt. Could not do this without you. Yeah, that's why this is so confusing. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it like you're a lone ranger, essentially? It, no, it means you think too highly of yourself. Okay. To be when you think you're like the last cookie in the package. Because let's think about it. If you, you mean like, a, oh, like, oh, like. You're, you're kind of the most important cookie in a way. Right. If you're the last cookie, like you have four or five people fighting over you, <laughs> you know, you're a very important cookie if you're the last cookie in the so package. So you're saying that like people want like, like oh, they're only listening to this podcast podcast because of me anyway. So Exactly. Because yeah. I'm the last. Exactly. I got you. I got you. To I think got too you. highly of you. I just love that one. I was, <laughs> was scrolling through uh, a few days ago and I came across that and I was like, that is hilarious. I mean, that that is perfect too because yeah. um, there even like even if you generally know that you you can have the last cookie and it's yours there is something about the last cookie like i feel like in my house when there are cookies i i always wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. on the last one like <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i have one a day exactly for like a week and then i'm like ah i'm not going to have one today i'm going <laughs> to right i'm going to save it t- i'm going to wait till it's right <laughs> the right time to have a cookie absolutely which I think leads us somehow in a weird way to <laughs> no, our but that's our okay. main our main segment today, which is what the Western world could learn from the East, uh, and I think in the future we can obviously do and talk about what the East could learn from the West, because I think there's always room for improvement, no matter what country you're in, no matter what culture you live in. Uh, there's always good and bad, and so let's let's talk about some of that today, Jared. Can I uh, ask you mm-hmm. first? Yes. What does Western and Eastern culture mean? What is that? So, so to me, at least, that's that's a very important question. So, so to me, what Western and Eastern culture or life or, or any any way you want to put it would be um, West. I would say is is Europe, and and if we want to get a bit more liberal, we could even say certain parts of the very very Western parts of Russia over to the U.S. and and Canada and and even really, I would say South America is still in the West. Right, mm-hmm. all, all those cultures. I think I think American culture and South American culture probably has more similarities. Um, than American culture and maybe Korean culture, for mm, example, okay. in, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, uh, any of our listeners out there who disagree, please let us know because I would love to hear other people's thoughts too on this. But anyway, so, so I would say East, when I think of East, I guess today we would be talking more about East Asia Pacific, at least in my experience, in some parts of Southern Asia. Um, so, so places like East Asia Pacific would be places like, um, you know, China, um, Thailand, Philippines, Vietnam, um, Korea, Japan, places like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you know when I when I was when I was thinking about all these all this stuff uh, in my mind I always just sort of su- substituted western for uh, or American for Western, mm. and I'm like, but I don't. But that's very not really Ameri- broad enough. It's a very U.S. centric way to look at it. Like Jim. when I would write, think of something, I'd be like, well, that's more just like an American thing. Is that really right. a Western thing? Quote right. Unquote? But I do think there are certain tenets of Western culture that are different than Eastern culture. I mean, if you look at the relationships, you look at work, you look at um, just. I think that I think there's a lot of differences. Um, how did this? How did this split establish itself? This cultural split. Why is why is there this? overall sort of um like like there, there like there's different sort of families of splits and there's mm-hmm. like Europeans, Americans, uh Southeast Asians, um uh, uh what do you call like uh, there either either various cultures within Asia obviously. Right. Well, you but have then, Central Asia's, you know, Central Asians too, which would yes. be like your Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, right. a lot of places that a lot of Americans it's not even on their radar. Right. They you know, yeah. yeah. But I guess well, f- first of all I think I think the question you're asking is a great question, but I think you would need like a like a a, a tenured anthropology mm. professor to probably really be able to answer your question in in depth and what I could do. But but I guess what what I would say would be, um, it's it's if you think about the way culture evolves through time, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the the systems you have put in place. So the political systems you have, mm-hmm. the societal norms. Um, a lot of this, uh, if you look like way, way back when, uh, you know, it came from tribes, you know, even, even, even Europe, you know, th- these were tribes a long, long, long time ago, right? Same with Asia, you know, and even within tribes in a similar region, there can be cultural differences, mm-hmm. right? You know, the way something is cooked, the way, uh, the, you know, clothing that people wear. Um, so, so I think a lot of it just has to do with, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, you, you know, you sent me a while ago, you sent me uh, on Instagram that, that Asian, uh, drip, you know, that Chinese mm-hmm. people were walking outside and, and I would say Asian style is very different than, than Western style. Yeah. You know, yeah, or even yeah, or even things like different ways of uh, of uh, yeah. I didn't even think about it, like having to prepare p- food over like history right. of 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 your of your landscape, right? And what your landscape allows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, and, and that's and, true. I didn't, and do you I didn't come from a country that that's a, that's an agrarian society where it's mostly farming? Do you come from a a more industrialized country? So that will contribute to the culture too. And I think mm-hmm. I think the fact that a lot of Asian countries. Um, I, I really don't like to. I don't like the term third world. I, oh, yeah, I, I, I think developing is better um, than third world. And honestly, I think there are places in the U.S. that that are <laughs> developing. Uh, you sure. know, you know, you look at pictures. I think I've seen pictures of places in, in in Asia that are far more developed than places in the U.S. But anyways, I digress. My whole point here, Jared, is that um, that that will affect the way you you live your life and the way culture will be molded. If you live in an agrarian society where it's farming, or if you live in like a fast-paced city, right? Mm -hmm. I think the things that you get used to, the things you tolerate, the things that are normal or abnormal for you, and I think a lot of culture and society is what we deem normal. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation. You know, what you asked me earlier, what is normal? Yeah. Uh, And I don't know. You know, I don't, I have a normal for me, you have a normal for you. Um, but I think if we didn't have the sort of fake, uh, fake agreement of what normal is, culture wouldn't exist. Well, sure. Then everyone right. in the world would just be themselves. Right. Well, but see, that's and the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode is, is, with Asian culture, what I've experienced with Eastern and Western culture, generally speaking, mm-hmm. generally speaking here, and we're we're painting a very broad brush today with this topic, anyways, but. Uh, 
I've seen that Asian cultures tend to be a lot more uh, collectivist, meaning that um, they they favor the good of the society or the collective more over the good the, the good of one individual, or or they they prioritize, you know, they'll spend more money on infrastructure and and you know a lot of different programs than other countries where individualism is more important because. Uh, you know why I don't need your government handout. I'm I'm an independent person. I'm gonna work. You know I think in America especially there's this idea still from a lot of people where I don't want your government handout. I don't want your money. Mm. I'm gonna be independent. I'm gonna work for myself. Right. Yeah. Whereas I think there are other other countries where um, it's it's viewed differently. You know well well oh I'll, I'll, I will take that business loan because I want to because the government realizes that uh, the you know a business loan will benefit, you know, this this business could benefit a lot of people. You're saying right? like a business loan, quote unquote, in China? Or or, or p- different places in Asia. Or or even or even just if you look at how, how much money a lot of different countries in the East, like Japan, puts into like their trains. You know, that's really, yeah. I don't know if it's a private run company, but I would assume it's probably not. Yeah, a probably A lot of not. those big countries probably subsidized in some, exactly. in some sort of the sense. Exactly. Whereas look at our look at our public transportation infrastructure in, in, in America, right? I would consider America the West. But then if we look at Europe, European countries also are less... I would say America, if we looked at a spectrum of East and West, right? If we look at ge- geographically and how we are culturally. So we have the U.S., and I would say we are very much more individualistic. Mm-hmm. Okay? We really value, you know... That's why I think a lot of Americans are so liberal is that they, they view, you know, you can live your life how you want. And I think that's a very liberal viewpoint. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Well, that's, but. that is, a, yeah, I agree with you. But that is also kind of like the false conservative narrative, too, where it's like, uh, just like, you know, you know, don't tread on me kind of thing. Just let me live right. my life. Right. Um, so I think that's just sort of an American thing in general. Right. Whereas if we look at Europe, I think Europe still has a lot of that social liberalism that we have here. You know, with with when I say so, social liberalism, I mean like uh, I think there are a lot of Americans now who who don't oppose gay rights, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's still a long way we have to go in the states. I'm not saying it's perfect here by any means. Sure. There's still a lot of problems, but uh, just talking, you know, as a whole here. So I would say U.S. is more individualistic. Europe, they value some individualism, but I think there's more collectivism in Europe, mm-hmm. right? Um, then I think I think when you move even further east to you know places like uh, Korea, Japan, China, um, you know there's a lot of a lot of different Asian countries, even Indonesia. Uh, I notice a lot of it's about collectivism. You do the, the you know I think family is more important. I think gender roles are different in Eastern cultures and Western cultures. I think gender roles are a bit more fluid in, in Western societies mm-hmm. and whether that's better or worse, you know, you can make your own judgments and opinions. I'm not here to try to make anyone have their own opinions or think any type of way, but just what I've seen, what I've experienced, you know, I think, um, culture and society is, is very different in the East. I think we could learn from some of this collectivism and use it in America. And I think socialism is such a dirty word here. <laughs> you know, it, it is, really yeah. is. So, anyways, you could see it in like the and uh, like the or the the difference in like the COVID response too. And in the U.S., it's like a full on. Don't tell me what to do. Let me, like, let me take the risk on my own. If, if people, you know, if people don't want to get sick, stay home. Kind of very individualistic. In um, in a lot of European countries, um, well, in most European countries, they're very. Um, 
what they're very uh, they're 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 very uh, what's what's the term where it's like they uh, oh compliant yeah with like mass they listen laws to the government and stuff like yeah. that. However, in a lot of the European countries like Sweden or Germany, they are kind of still a little um, afraid to just shut down though fully because mm-hmm. a lot sure. of those countries did not take full shutdown approaches, but they still have a more collectivist collectivist. Uh, a culture in the sense where they're like, yeah, but we still will uh, follow the, you know, the rules that doctors tell us. Exactly. All the masks and stuff. And then there's, I would say, you know, some of the more Eastern countries are Eastern cultures where they're, they're quicker to adopt the, uh, like the contact tracing, Mm -hmm. the, um, and it's sort of, I would say from the American perspective, the more quote unquote invasive uh, approach to, um, but, but it does seem more effective if you can have as much information as possible. But I I can also, as the American be like, yeah, but, why do you need so much information? How about right. we just all wear, <laughs> follow exactly. the rules? Exactly. That doesn't happen. Right. And even in, I, I, I noticed in, I heard, I didn't realize this until recently, but in Europe, a lot of European countries, I know in Germany was one of them, but they were uh, like finding people for, um, for like not wearing, following the mask rule and stuff. It's not just right. like here. It's it's some some governors here have started to do some things, but okay. it's 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 too late. Yeah, it's too late. They should have done this months ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Did you see the president's uh, tweet about wearing masks? Of course I did. It's <laughs> like how could even that was was a half hearted. Yeah. And he's talking Ridiculous. about uh, some say patriots love to wear masks. Or, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'm the biggest patriot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and check I, out I, our episode though if you're curious about patriots. I so wanted to to comment on it, but I hate uh, like commenting on the president right. in general on social media and right. and so I didn't comment on it but I was like it's so funny how we were just had an episode about patriotism and now he's he's trying to, to couch wearing right. a mask as a, some form of patriotism right. and follow me the greatest patriot yeah. in American it's, it's history <laughs> if, if he really thought it was patriotic he would have been wearing a mask from day one let's I know. be honest let's I know. be honest but um, yeah I would agree with you the other thing that I think the West could learn from the East a little bit more is sharing food because when i was in china and indonesia and mongolia uh, even with my american colleagues because they had most of them had lived in china or asia for at least a few years they uh, most of them were older than me i was one of the youngest fellows um in in china and so the nice thing was is you know they were so accustomed to sharing food and and you know just doing the asian thing by just you know we get a bunch of different food at the table we all split it in an equal way now the only negative to that obviously and see this but see jared this is i think a very american thing (laughs) get your own thing right and see i i had that same reaction when i first got to asia but dude it's so much better and i will tell you exactly why it's because one obviously you get to try so much more food. the amount of food i was able to try while i was in china for six months i was in mongolia for like a week and a half and to be fair their portions are set up that way so doing it here in the u.s is a little different because your portions are it's too expensive and it's not tangible really here even though they're big portions here they're very sort of like set up towards the right the one person like really you get a lot of like french fries or mashed potatoes or whatever on the side but like uh, but the, yeah, so the, but I also or like think Italian restaurants where they where they do where they'll do that sometimes, or there'll be like sure. large plates of pasta. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think a lot of American food and Western food is so much heavier mm-hmm. than than Asian food. It's difficult. Really? I, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of Asian dishes, you know, they're they're uh, vegetables. You know, I mean, what what unless you have something that's fried, what what. You know, stuff is really heavy. Do they know? not eat a lot of fried stuff? 
I mean, you can get a lot of fried stuff. But sure, but, but you can also not. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and it really depends on just what you want to order. But yeah, uh, but I just love the whole sharing food with one another. Obviously, now you with COVID, now. it's a yeah. little different. <laughs> but I still think you could you could still do it nowadays, like with your family. <clears throat> sure. Know, or, yeah, or, yeah. You know, um, people you live with. But yeah. here's here's the other thing, Jared. Our reality in America is different than the reality for most other places. Like, I know, I know, at least from friends I've talked to in South Korea. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff, some places are still, I think, on some, you know, lockdowns or, or not maybe lockdowns, the wrong word, but they're still taking precautions. Some restrictions. Right. That's much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other places where they are, uh, you know, opening up restaurants again and people are chilling. You know, yeah. But the thing with sharing food is I think as long as you could have a communal spoon or something that you're using for the different dishes, I think that's the better way to do it because at least but, when but I was in China, it was still always... be a bunch of people touching the same spoon, though. Right, but but so here's the thing, though: if you're using chopsticks, Vectoring, I believe, is if the you're term. using chopsticks, <laughs> right, and they're using these uh, spoons, uh-huh. right? Yes, you're still sharing the same spoon, but I think if you either wash your hands, uh, or if you, as long as you're not eating with your hands, there's you, definitely you know a way I mean? to do it. There's right. definitely a way to right. do it. For exactly. Sure. That's for sure. that's my whole point. So, but I think that's one thing that. Would, it's just not really common here, and I, and I can't imagine many Americans. I can imagine maybe some Europeans being okay with it because I think Europeans as a whole travel outside of their countries more than Americans do. One because it, it's a little easier in Europe because mm-hmm. it's you know you can if depending on where you live it could be a 20, 30 minute ride and you're in a different country. Right. Whereas here it's a little different. But but I I even think in in at least a lot of my travels in Europe, they're they they they're kind of less sherry too. Right, like like maybe they'll maybe certain maybe they'll like have like a shared I don't know starter salad or something for the table, but like a, a lot of a lot of countries I've been there's you're still sort of it's not expected to do like the the quote unquote family style as they call right. it. Why do they call it family style? I never. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It yeah, makes a hundred percent. Yeah, because your actually, your yeah. parents make a bunch of food. Yeah, and, and, and it yeah, all together. And you take it. Okay, that's right. fair. That right. makes perfect. But sense. But yeah, so I think that's a really good thing, and I think there's something different too about sharing food with one another because you're you're tasting the same food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a different process, and it's and and I miss it. You know, here I mean, obviously I eat with my parents, and I love my parents to death, but it's it's just a different different kind of thing and even when i eat with my parents it's still not the same level as it would be in like an asian family i would say sure yeah 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 so it's just different um i get yeah. that yeah i don't like sharing but that's that's because i'm a <laughs> selfish american <laughs> like, I, I i i would adapt like if i know i'm going to a place that um that is a that is sharing based. I won't say that, but like my family always knows that I don't like sharing. So now, out of spite at restaurants where they're sort of sharing based, I'm like, no, I'll share. I like it. I like right. sharing. I'll do it. Come on, let's do it. And in my head, I'll be like, I mean, Why I guess I'm doing gonna this? do this, right? And, and I'll tell you <laughs> but what, I do man, need to prove this useless point. I I did that a few times in grad school where, and it was in the states, you know. And but then I you did, learn to like it though. I, yeah, I felt weird about it in grad school. Like we went as a my TESOL cohort, we went to this really good um, Mediterranean restaurant, and and I was super stoked to get. They have really good chicken shawarma uh, mm-hmm. plate, so I was super stoked to get that. Like all week, I had been thinking about the oh, shawarma yeah. bowl. Right? Don't do all this. Week. Don't do this again to me. Like, all week, I had pizza by the way. As soon as I got home. Oh, did you? I, it was ordered on my drive home, and it was there when I got nice, <laughs> nice. Um, but anyway, so Don't I was dreaming. I was dreaming about the shawarma. <laughs> I'm going to do it, and all week, all week long, right. Um, I would drive back to Lansing to eat this shawarma. That's how good it is, Jared. I would drive an hour there, an hour back. Anyways, so 
so we get down, and then a couple of them said, a couple of my uh, grad colleagues said, why don't we, why don't we order, like, they had a couple different platters, why don't we just order these, and then everyone can try different stuff and share. Mm-hmm. And and trust me, dude, there was definitely a thought in the back of my mind, like, came here for the shawarma, but you know what, the shawarma was on the on one of the plates, I didn't get as much as I normally would, also because I didn't want to be that guy taking all the chicken yeah. shawarma. Uh, that would be kind of a jerk move. Mediterranean food is another food that's commonly like if you go to like a like a I don't know like any hummus. place worth its salt is usually mm-hmm. like a share a very sharing yeah exactly uh, situation. But that's also more big Eastern. old plates just filled mm-hmm. with meat, right? And then like big bowls of rice and stuff. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hummus too. You're sharing that. Your garlic yeah. sauce. Yeah, it's it's a and I think there's just something kind of nice. There's a closeness. There's an intimacy to that kind of sharing. Yeah, environment. And it, it it does. And it, 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 the family style thing really does make sense now that I say it out loud. Right. Because yeah, it does feel like and then you it, you know it, that sense of like getting up from the table and going back to the stove where your food is too. <laughs> right. It is that it, I I do like that and 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 that sort of the thing about family style too is there is that sort of even. In a different sense than when you have like a big portions like we do here in the U.S., there is sort of that sense of like this is endless, mm-hmm. where it's like this, like this, th- like this is just like we're like and there's gonna be leftovers. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. <laughs> like this is endless. I-, I love that. I love that. Do they do leftovers in uh, in China? They they did, but a lot of times, uh, dude, Chinese people can eat. I was always super. Oh, they rarely have leftovers. Out. They sometimes do, and then is, people usually take them. Is there a different culture around not finishing your food there? I, I think there, it's good to finish your food. It's a sort of offensive but, not but to. But if you, I think if you finish all of it completely, I think sometimes that can signal if if someone wants to be a good host, oh, they'll keep giving more. you more. Okay, so, so you, you leave maybe a little teeny mm. tiny bit. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other etiquette. You know, I was never told, and, and I, I would say I probably had 10 to 12, would be my guess, like lunches or dinners with Chinese colleagues or, or when I went and did a workshop. You know, I would sometimes go out and eat with mm-hmm. uh, the hosts there. Um, and oftentimes we would actually go to the local school cafeteria because that's where the workshop was, and the food was great. Really? Sometimes oh, they had man. it catered, but other times they, I mean, look, man, even those cafeteria chefs in Asia, are usually pretty good cooks. That is one thing I do not miss about um, cafeteria food. About going to work is cafeteria food. Mm. You asked me how working from home has been before we started, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but I do not miss cafeteria food because I would, I would, I, I would almost find myself eating just like a, if I felt like taking a break from work in the middle of the day. I was like, I was like, I mean, I don't have to eat. It's just like, and you had like two choices and they sucked. Or I could go across the street to where like the main quote unquote campus is. And even then, like there's more options, but like they're not that great. Right. And it was just like, I, I feel like I'm, uh, in, in general, we don't do cafeterias well here in the U.S. Um. Yes and no. How would you I, I'm, disagree? I'm biased. I'm biased because I don't think we had a great cafeteria at Albion. Oh, it was terrible at Albion. Like the I, the unhealthy the, one was better than the healthy version they had, but the unhealthy true. one was still just okay. True. I did like the little pe- make your own pizza bar. Yeah, that but was, they that took that, they cool, took that you, away when they went right. healthy. But we were right. in the fraternity. Yeah, we were already point. gone. Um, I like, and they had the uh, the uh, the ready to go. Um, Grilled cheese that you could get oh, with yep. ham too. Yep. But they also took those away with the pizza too when right. they went healthy. Yeah. Got, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though, I would say I would agree to disagree to some extent because I, I'm a little biased because MSU actually does have fairly decent cafeteria food, especially How is at Brody. It priced? Um, I, for me, it was I think seven or eight bucks. Um, That's not bad, I guess. And and I but see, I didn't have like a plan. 
right? Um, and, and sadly, when I was a grad student there, they didn't have a grad student plan that I knew of. They didn't. But you were also on a college campus. Right. And, and if you had the time, I feel like there were a lot better choices for you, especially if yeah. you're not going to lunch with someone. Right. But bro- but Brody was nice. And you think it's le- – oh, you think it's le- it was legit. It was. Oh, no. Brody oh, okay, is, okay, Brody is okay. legit. It is the biggest non-military cafeteria in the United States, Jared. I've never even heard of that yeah. as a stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brody. Just uh, Well, our internet's slow here, so don't worry about it. But Brody Cafeteria. Brody Cafeteria MSU. To our listeners out there, check it out. It's ginormous. Those are and kind of overwhelming to me. I don't I don't like that but big see, of a cafeteria. That, right. Though. But see, the, the crazy thing is I had some friends in grad school. I won't say who because I don't want uh, them to get in any trouble. But And really, I don't think you could get in trouble. Anyways, <laughs> they, would, they would go and pay for breakfast in the morning. And they would go on days when they had a shit ton of, like, maybe they had two or three papers to write. They just knew they needed to be somewhere all day, right? And, of course, they have Wi-Fi. Oh, so, so they use it as, like, a So they would go for breakfast spot. and chill there all day. So go for breakfast. You pay your 7 or $8 for breakfast. So um, you pay just to get in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then yeah, they would huge. do work. And, yeah, it's gigantic. So so that was a really it's good like cafeteria. A, it's like a... Big, it's like bigger than a food court at a mall. Right. But then once again, Jared, oh, Amer- wow. American culture, you go there and you get all these plates for you. You don't go and get a plate for to share with your friends. Right, right, right. People don't usually the do table. that. Do right. they share in co- like in college? Cafeterias? In- I'm not sure. Um, sadly, I, I always ate at my apartment. Um, well, that's not true. I, I usually I ate at the cafeteria on campus a few times, but it was usually when I had 20 or 30 minutes and would just go there, eat, and leave. Mm. Um, but I, I think there they might also kind of take their own their own stuff, I guess, in a cafeteria. But it's probably a little, a little weirder because these are this is a professional setting to start sharing Correct. food with kind of strangers. It's like, right. yeah, we're friendly, but we're not friends. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and it's also different, too. Like, I think I told you a few episodes ago about Hot Pot, right, which is, which yeah. is, mm-hmm. which is where you basically have this hot you know boiling hot. liquid in, yeah hot <laughs> pot in the middle of the table and you you put different stuff in there like a and, fondue right kind of yeah and so so that once again though goes back to the whole sharing sharing food with one another mm-hmm. you know um so yeah it's just different um but it, it's 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 a nice experience what what other things can you think of teaching I know you, school what what about what, it are are do, are do uh do us Westerners, do we lack respect as students? Mm. Could we shape up, shut up, stop having so much of an opinion? Oh, that's an interesting or, one, Jared. Or would, would, that, would you say that needs to go more the other way and um, the, uh, maybe we ha- they have too much respect for the I, teachers? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> In Eastern cultures. I'll say this. Because we're not standing up for our teachers here. No, we, we are not. But I, I think... Here's the thing. I think in the East, teachers are very well respected. Mm. But I think it's more of a status respect because if you look at other countries where they really respect their teachers, it's not only status, but they're also paid very well. Like, know, what, like what? Like like Scandinavia, Finland, oh, okay. you know, Sweden. I'm pretty sure teachers there are paid fairly well. They're fairly well respected. I, I know at least I thought it was in, uh, I don't remember now if it was Sweden or Finland, one of those Scandinavian countries, you needed a master's to teach any school subject. Wow. A master's, which is which is not- Like even know, like elementary school? Right. Wow. Which is not an easy feat. You know, I, I can yeah. tell you, I've been through it. It's not easy. It's it's doable. But you you know, I think, I think now to myself, if I tried to do a master's and work full time, there's just no way I could do it in two years, dude. I mean, that's have that's to do the constant in, thing right. going in the back of my head right, right. now. Is is do uh, should I get a master's? And then I'm still I, like I'm at a point now where mm-hmm. I can't stop working. Right. Really. We've 
we we did an episode a while back and we talked about grad school. We yeah. we might want to revisit that topic at some point. That might yeah. be that might My be good would to probably love that. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe we can call. You know how like your mom's house they'll they'll call in like uh, we should totally call in your dad and get. I would oh, love yeah, to hear your dad's advice. I mean, they've they both graduated from Michigan State. Right. Well, and your parents are both very smart people. Um, wow. I, I know. Uh, um, you you I'm still on the fence <laughs> this season. But uh, but any anyway. So so with education, that's a great question though, Jared. Education and and mm-hmm. I would say what the east does well is i do think that at least i would say after kindergarten i would say like when kids really start school there in asia especially in china from what i witnessed and also indonesia when i was there and i kind of saw you know i did a couple workshops at school so i could just get a peek Mm -hmm. of what school life was like there and who knows they could have been on their best behavior because guests were there too (laughs) could be but my whole point here is that uh, i think disciplining isn't as big of an issue and I, i do think the children respect the teachers more but i think that's also because they value education more you don't spend as much time and granted you were dealing with university students in Mm -hmm. china so you were already dealing with a higher caliber of student than you had in previous correct but i imagine even at lower levels there's less sort of like hey stop like you know like like there's more like uh less babysitting you have to do uh, yeah, it seems like. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But even with even when I did workshops in middle schools and high schools, uh, the kids all still seem fairly well behaved. Mm. Whereas in the Czech in Republic, China, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Whereas in the Czech Republic and in the U.S., uh, kids are not always so well behaved. <laughs> um, and 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 look, if if Americans want to say, well, it's because of you know these kids don't have a proper upbringing in the U.S. because of whatever reason, mm. um, I think you can make that argument. But I but I think. Really, where it comes from is the cultural value of education. I think a lot of people under there, over there, and even also in Europe, I think a lot of people understand and they value education. Yeah. Um, whereas in the U.S., I think we take it for granted, to be honest. I think uh, outside of um, the outside of the U.S., really, I think that a lot that. Um, that we do that or excuse me that western cultures because i guess i'm american outside of americans though i'd say western cultures do homework better Wh- like, what do you mean like I, I feel like a lot of european countries are less um focused on oh, hammering homework saying. in on people yeah, yeah, yeah. and are less obsessed with uh making sure that people have like hours of outside right assignments to do especially in like scandinavian countries mm-hmm. too i know they're not big on homework and um i'd say we are kind of an exce- exception as far as that the, the western culture goes because we're obsessed with work we're obsessed like we think that just you have to hammer assignments down on people right and so kids still to this day have like hours of sort of busy work that they get assigned especially in like elementary middle school I th- I think I think at least in Damn high school in Europe they yeah they don't assign as much homework because mm-hmm. I think once again I think they really value class time you know re- really I think a lot of Germans I know Austrians Czechs um, some Dutch people I know as well a lot of what I know from their education systems from talking to them has been. Uh, you know, yeah, we really emphasize doing work and doing things in class and anything outside of class should be to help them in the next class. Right. Whereas, whereas, yeah, I think a lot of homework I did in high school was definitely a lot of busy work. A lot. So of, mm-hmm. in, in China, do students, do they get a lot of homework? I think or honestly, you, you just see them studying. I a think lot? they're overworked in, okay. in, in, at least in China, from my understanding of China and Japan, and maybe even also South Korea, I could be wrong about this, but I think. Uh, the children are expected to do so many things. Like I saw, you know, I'm still on WeChat and I see posts from, you know, 
uh, old colleagues of mine and, and friends and, and mm-hmm. different people. And, uh, and this actually this, this woman that, uh, you know, the thing is with WeChat, unless you go and delete all your contacts, you see these moments from, from all your contacts. So, so this was a woman that had interviewed me probably three or four months ago, actually for a teaching job in China. And so I don't really know this woman that well, but you know, I know she's in her probably late thirties, early forties and has a kid. My whole reason for this, Jared, is that, um, she posted her, what her kid had been up to that day. And it was just like your stereotypical tiger mom, you know, uh, um, (laughs) that, you know, the kid got up early, did two hours of study before they had school, went to school. This was like a special program, summer program, went to the school summer, summer school, you know, for four or five hours, uh, I don't know. I just saw a picture of the kid. I would guess like 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there. It was like the kid with the backpack on standing outside of school or something. Yep, was the picture. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, he was actually in his backpack walking somewhere. Uh, and I think she was saying basically he was walking to his uh, music lesson. And I think it's great that and parents support their kids. She's like bragging about being a great parent. Right, right. But see, that's the thing, though, is I think the, the, the weird thing is when, when I was in China, I would ask my students, what are your hobbies, mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times they couldn't really give me a solid answer. What are your hobbies? A lot of times they would, they would say maybe some things they like or some things they're interested in. But when I say, what are your hobbies? I don't mean, oh, I like watching TV. Like, okay, yes, you could argue that's a hobby. But to me, a hobby is something you actually, you really do and you're interested in, mm-hmm. right? You know, like you, you like biking, right? Going yeah. for a bike ride. I would say that's a hobby. I'd no, say I, cars is a hobby. Cars for is me definitely too. a hobby for you. Right. For me, you know, music or guitar is definitely a mm-hmm. hobby. I would say it might even be more serious than a hobby because I, I really love it. But mm-hmm. e- either way, you know. But it still falls into the hobby category correct. if you were to, yeah. Correct. Whereas I had a lot of students in China, it just seems like, it seems like a lot of college students at least that I that I met. And these were juniors. So they were fairly busy. And, and I've heard that's one of the busiest years for education majors in China. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had no not really much of a social life outside of meeting up with their uh, friends, you know, to go eat um, or or study related stuff. You mm-hmm. know, whereas I feel like we did some stuff in undergrad that was not really related to, you know, college. I rarely studied with other people for in general. Me too. Right. Me too. I, I found that to be way more distracting yeah. because, like, especially those people that would go to the library for like six hours. I'm like, I feel like I could get the same amount of work done in like an hour and a half to two hours if you guys weren't around. Right. <laughs> so I would say what I would say is who who regarding education. I would say yeah, Europe handles homework. I think on a healthier level. Mm-hmm. I think there's a better school life balance in Europe. I think in 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 Asia there's there's a more emphasis on the school. Because I think they, they realize that education in school can mean success. Yeah. But but I think that if you really it depends on how you define success and what you want out of life, right? If right. you if you want to be a doctor, then yeah, you better study, you better go to school, you and better there seems get your grades. To be less concerned with mental health. Correct. Correct. Uh, whereas you know, I think yeah, it's but once again, I think this comes back comes all the circling back, Jared. Um, this this comes back to the <laughs> idea of collectivism. Right. right. I think a lot of people in Asian countries, they they do their jobs um, not because they want to, but because it's a role in society. Whereas I know a lot of Americans who do you, do you think you feel that way about yourself? Oh, 100 percent. There's lots of jobs I would never do. Are you kidding me? I mean, unless I really had to, unless I was I literally could not find another way to make an income. You know, there. Right. I'm sorry, but there's no way I would work at like a fast food restaurant. Sure. You know, after all the years of education I've had, you know, you get used to a certain standard of living. I guess so. But I feel know? like, I mean, do, do you feel like you're like, you have like a duty 
to 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 do your job or something like that? Not really. I I, yeah, I, I think either. I think I have a purpose, but I think a purpose mm. and a duty are two di- very different things. Because I feel like I, I'm definitely very much in that American mindset where it's like I like my job and I like I, and I feel like it fits me well. Right. But it is definitely a means, like 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 it is definitely a means to me getting money. I like sure. it's not for the greater yeah. good. Right. <laughs> well, it's always like that funny meme when people ask, you know, why why did you apply for this job or why do you want to work for us? It's yeah. Because like, I want to make money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I want to make money. Sure, yeah. and I don't feel I, I, like I don't feel like I'm doing some sort of like like duty to to society to be employed at at this right. like like this is my role in society and this is how we become a great nation together right. by me but that's doing collectivism. This. You know, right. that's, that's yeah. I don't it's feel a different like, mindset. No, I, just, I know I need to get paid. So right, exactly. And I can so, do this and get paid. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> interesting though too with education because I think educational systems are very different. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I really wish I could have spent more time in, in China or in Asia. And yeah. who knows, maybe I will in the future. Uh, I'm not really sure. We'll have to I see. I mean, you, st- there, you the can definitely go back at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Even I if it's justification. To. Right. Or you can, you know, you'll, you'll go on the international speech, speech circuit at some point, I'm sure. Untranslatable tour, world tour. Oh, I'm coming too. I mean, why not? Oh, sweet. We, that'd okay. be a lot of good podcasting material. That would a lot be. of cool people to talk to. Yeah, a lot of cool. The people travel to talk podcasts to. are fun too. Absolutely, yeah. And and we we enjoy being on the road again together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to east east and western cultures. So yeah. So I think what we could learn from the east though is definitely value education and and value your teachers a bit more. I think what the east could learn is. Uh, I think Western teachers that go to the East, English teachers, tend to be paid fairly well. Mm. But I think there are a lot of teachers over there who who deserve to be paid more, and they're great teachers, and they don't because they don't have the same status. Uh, I'm doing air quotes here, people, for status or prestige of a Westerner, right? Because I right. think once again, people view the Western education system as a good education system, especially our higher ed. You're like a luxury good, right? Whereas I. I think there. I met so many amazing teachers over there in China that were Chinese, mm-hmm. that were you know national teachers that weren't you know they, they're scraping to make ends meet. And, and it's I think, like you get taught how to teach just the same way they get taught how to teach. Yeah. Okay. I w- okay. I w- oh, so you agree that you are a luxury? Good. I, no, I wouldn't say I agree. <laughs> I would say that um, our education systems are different. Okay. Whether or not that's worth more money, I think is a mm. it would be an interesting discussion to have, with, especially with administration. I mean, they would say that yes. Right. I mean, right. I guess not the teachers. But. Right. But but I think that's a, a way. But I think that's also the they kind of have to do that because if you think sure. about it, if I'm not going to make a good salary, why would I? Why would I uproot my comfortable Western life? If you have a comfortable Western life, to to live in Asia where where you know you don't speak the language, there's a lot of difficulties. But I think it's know? I think it is it is weird to think that theoretically you you probably could pay the the the. Uh, the the teachers more like the domestic right. teachers more if right. you wanted to and I think we could pay our teachers and better invest here in, in the your States. own teachers correct to correct. a higher degree right right education itself we we need to do more education mm-hmm. episodes I realizing after us having this conversation because there's a lot more we can unpack your favorite we can unpack and we can talk about <laughs> we'll but, circle back or right to that. <laughs> exactly so well, we don't have a song of the pod for today we don't we dropped the ball yeah have you did you see that the uh, that the uh, the DMX and Snoop Dogg yeah, versus. Yeah, that was something else. I watched the entire thing. I didn't expect to watch the whole thing, but I came in maybe like 10 minutes in, and I'm like, oh, this is entertaining. First of all, um, Snoop Dogg is in great performing shape. Oh, for sure. He he could just rap all day long. Like he, I think DMX could too. DMX, really? That's I the vibe so. you got? 
You didn't think so? He seemed like he was getting a little tired on some of those songs. He clearly was not in this. Snoop Dogg looks the exact same. Like his body is like paper thin. Right. Uh, well, he's DMX, also super tall. DMX definitely has a little bit of a dad bod. And I feel like on some of those that's bars, fair, I, I did hear true. some heavy breathing. Okay. But he definitely did go off. He actually seemed to get better as time went on. Yeah. I like would closer agree. to the end, he really agree. got into it. I forgot. And listen, like. I listened to a little bit of DMX, but I, I am a little young for him. But I forgot just how many... Well, a little young. Bro, he was our generation. He was like when we were in like elementary, middle school, though. He was middle... Yeah, but Eminem was middle school, too. That's true. I guess that's true. I But what I was going to say was I forgot how many hits he had. He had a ton. I was like, oh, I know a this ton. song, too. Yeah. <laughs> a ton. Uh, Rough Riders, Anthem, X Gonna know, Give It To You, all sorts of them. It was... I think... I think... Um, uh, DMX... I think won the versus in my mind, but I think Snoop was more entertaining to watch yes. just because Snoop is more of a character and, mm. and Snoop's demeanor is more uh, like he's more of, he's a good, he's more a good host. Back. He's yeah. a very good host too. Yeah. Well, I mean, watch he's, GGN. Right. He's a he great has a host. show. He's a, he does a lot of shows. So he's, mm. he's a, he's a, he was great to have right. with DMX because DMX is not a good host. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> no the, offense DMX, but, <laughs> he's but that's, come after you. Now he's a, he's watch our out. performer though. Like right. whenever it was time for, for to perform, like he clearly turned on, Right. and was a great performer That's but he's not a good crazy host. about those types of people those yeah. like performers were but i think snoop snoop is also a performer just on a different level yeah you know he i think snoop is a performer in the way that he he tries to entertain and captivate you mm. with like humor and like wit. a host yeah. yeah right right whereas i think dmx it's like here he's, i am you're gonna listen to he me he feels like more of an artist he's right. like i'm on or i'm off right right <laughs> and it's more and i think i think dmx is a bit more in your face like yeah. his music style too sure sure i mean um, his entire genre is a little right. more intense right and, and Snoop, it, it, it was a, at first I, I thought it was a, sort of an odd pairing, but it, it worked. worked. It worked, especially it totally since they were worked. in person. Because mm-hmm. um, DMX also does not seem like he'd be great if he had to like be in front of like like just like a setup by himself. Right. But he had no really obviously control of the setup. I think right. that was. But like, um, it was just like their their vibes were were, were a great uh, balance for the for mm-hmm. the show. And I ended up watching the whole thing. I did not yeah. expect that I was going to do how, that. How was, long is that thing again? I think it was like. Like it was like two hours, but it was like an hour and a half of actual versus right. show. Yeah, I didn't see the whole thing. At the very end, they were just freestyling for a bit. Snoop yeah. wouldn't stop. That's what I saw. That's the part that I saw. I saw it on and YouTube. And he could just go all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's the crazy thing about those guys is is yeah, and just the amount of creativity, uh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was that was a lot of fun. Um, and I so I would say DMX won, um, just because I, I think his. I don't know his, his. I don't know. He seemed to have more like hit hits in there, mm. and like his, his. I don't know something about his lyrics. Uh, they they seem his. He seems lyrically just like I don't know. It, there's more to it to me. I think. But I think like there's, with there's, him, there's, there's, you can feel like I can feel it more. There's so much more in there to wh- me. What I think it is. Let me give you the language teacher take of his lyrics, real Please. quick. What I think it is is that it's more direct. It's mm. more. He gets to the point with his lyrics. You know right. what he's saying. Whereas Snoop Dogg, it's more about the wordplay. It's more about the rhythm, the, the way he says things. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's more, it's, it's, so it's different. I think with DMX, it's a different delivery. It's more of, this is what I'm going to say. But I think, I, I, agree, I agree with you. And I think over, that's why over an extended period of time, I think also uh, DMX got better as Snoop Dogg. Um, he didn't get worse or anything. Right. But he just got better because I think Snoop's flow 
is is great mm-hmm. and he's a very good rapper and lyricist but i think it kind of got old after a while mm. because because his the themes are kind of just seem the same like it's all about pimping and and hanging out with the homies right and i don't know like like i don't know i just i just if i just felt like i, I got more um story like it's like you 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 got dmx from so many different angles that you kind of forgot about i feel like right. at least for me where it's like oh i forgot there was this angle of, of his music or like mm-hmm. and there's and yeah because it's more direct and right. it's it's less about i mean he has a great flow quote unquote right but uh but snoop has that you know that's sort of part of his thing more i, I would say i don't know i don't know definitely but i, I really enjoyed it yeah it was great. should we should we pop that on the song of the pod playlist sure why not all right, let's let's do it. Yeah, because uh, I saw I saw some of the freestyle at the end, and it was definitely something. Yeah, it was something else. So check that out on our Song of the Pod playlist, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, the DMX and Snoop uh, kind of freestyle and rap battle is definitely interesting. Check that out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So just to recap, we I would say this this episode, at least our main segment, could be broken down into like three or four main points. I would say, Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say um, number one is the idea of individualism and collectivism. I think I think there are good parts of both of those that the East and the West can learn from one another. Sure, of course. You know, I think that's the beauty of life is you can take bits and pieces of certain things mm-hmm. that you like and, you know, kind of leave out the things you don't like. Um, so, so, yeah, so collectivism, individualism. Um, I would say food sharing is a big thing in the East that I think uh, is could be a great thing in the West when we get, uh, especially in the U.S., when we get a better handle on things I meant to here. ask you, do, mm-hmm. do, do, how do you feel about uh, food waste in China versus, versus uh, the United States or Western versus Eastern cultures? I don't know. That's I, I so couldn't, broad. I couldn't tell you anything about statistics, like who wastes But more I mean, just from what you what you witnessed when you went to... Re- well, you said they tend to eat almost everything. Yeah, right? I would say there's probably that's less why, food waste. That's why I didn't ask in, about in, that. At least in China. Um, but... Yeah, and I, and I think over there too, people, because you share food more, more food gets eaten, right? right. If you have this mentality of this is my food, don't touch it, don't eat it, <laughs> right? Then you'll waste it. I mean, I and can, we we do sort of have less of appreciation for food here in the yeah. United States. It's so yeah. easy to get. We're so disconnected from that process. Right. Well, I think it's because a lot of people in the U.S., a lot of people our age, mm-hmm. uh, myself included, not really you, but myself included. We don't cook and we don't really, I don't really enjoy cooking. I mean, I cook, you but know? I'm still, I'm, I mean, I still, you know, get meats from sources that I'm sure are, not sure, I mean, I know are like, you know, just factory farmed meats and right. stuff. So I'm still just as much part of the problem where it's like, I don't know, it's, yeah, there, it, it's just, and it's not even just a factory farming or not thing. It's just a, an appreciation for food in a sense where you're less likely to waste it. I feel like we, we don't, we don't. We're not as concerned with wasting food. Going to a restaurant, eating half of it, than just being like, no, I don't want to take it in a box, and then they just throw it away. Like that's, I feel like that's not that that weird here. Where in a lot of other cultures, that would be very like, whoa, you're just gonna throw away all that food, right? Exactly. And it was, we it was like, yeah, it's fine. What, what, what? I don't want it. I'm done. I'll get food later. You know, it's just like a very different connection. Exactly. Well, and I think it's also. People in a lot of Asian cultures, to me, seem to really value eating with one another. You know, it's a time to relax a little bit, talk, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and here, you know, I I feel like we just have a different approach to eating sometimes, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to eat with somebody because I want to eat quick and get it over with so I can go finish whatever work I need to get done. At my house, we definitely have to make a point to eat together. Where it's right. like we, we can't go just separate as we to eat food. We have right. to actually 
still sit at a table. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. So anyway, so collectivism and individualism, yep. sharing food and not sharing food. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think you should always have to share your food. Sure. Um, sometimes it's nice to enjoy something to yourself. Uh, and then as you mentioned, education, you know, I think in the, in the East, there's a lot more respect for educators. And I don't think there is, there are as many disciplinary problems. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, children will be children. I'm sure, you know, nothing's perfect, but I think, um, yeah, just the role of teachers is a little different in Asian countries and in, in Western countries. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add Jared regarding our, uh, what the West could learn from the East? I think you covered it. I think we covered it. Uh, I'm good. Please. So great. All right. Well, then we thank you all so much for listening today. Uh, you can let us know what you thought at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. We'd appreciate any feedback you have. Check out our Instagram uh, page, Untranslatable Podcast, for pictures of this beautiful day, uh, for clips and all sorts of other great stuff. Check out our YouTube channel if you want to see uh, my flowery, pretty shirt today, or if you uh, want to just uh, see where we are or watch us, check us out on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. And please, Songs of the Pod, uh, we know you'll love them. Check them out. It's a playlist on there as well. Lastly, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dos vidanya. Play that music, Charles. Play that music. All right. Yeah, it's not as hot today as I thought it would be. No, it's pretty so good. Far, so it's eleven thirty already. Yep. Yep. Hour and a half in. Not too I kind of want to start coming over even earlier. I think you could if you want. Like, I'm like okay I'd, with it. I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with getting here. Early.